Welcome to the Drinking with Gin podcast. I'm your host, Ginny Preem. I'm that friend that you can chat with about anything. Relationships, career, travel, fashion, with zero judgment. This is a space where we will navigate struggles and celebrate triumphs and share some laughs along the way. This is your new favorite community that you didn't even know you needed in your life. I'm a speaker, author, and master certified professional coach. I call you, my friends, gems, because this is where we can all shine our brightest. And now that you're in the circle, you and all of the other gems can tune in for relatable, real talk. Hey, Jim, welcome back to another exciting episode. As you can see, we have a guest today, and it's not just any guest. This is my friend, Nancy, and I brought her on today because we are going to share with you some findings and some really great information from one of my favorite books that I read over the last few years called Dangerous Personalities by Joe Navarro. He's a former FBI special agent, and it is a fascinating read. I have read it multiple times, and I highly recommend it to people and anybody that has an interest in human behavior and that has an interest in reading or understanding people's patterns and behaviors, especially the dangerous ones. So before we dive in, what are you drinking? Um, I'm drinking kind of a hodgepodge. Nancy had requested to drink hot chocolate, um, decided to spike it. So um, it's got a little splash of vodka. So it's like a, I don't know, it's like a little custom drink. And I was, I didn't want hot chocolate because I didn't think I could have like caffeine at this time. I know that's putting me at risk of sounding like an old lady, but I'm totally okay with that. So I was having a green juice, but then when we spiked her hot chocolate, I didn't want her to drink alone, so I grabbed a little vodka spritz. So it turned into a little bit of a party, but uh, we're excited. So thanks for being here, Nancy. Yeah, I'm happy to be here, and cheers. Cheers. (laughs) Yes, this is going to be a great chat. I think this is one of the books that I recommend most to people that are struggling with difficult people or dangerous personalities. Um as Joe outlines. And I've mentioned this book probably in at least a couple of other episodes because it's just so good. And so Nancy and I decided to both read it. I read it again for, I don't know, at least the third, fourth, maybe fifth time, who knows, because there's, and I learned something different every time. What I thought was fascinating about it for me this time is I have eliminated some dangerous personalities from my life since I read it the first time or the second time. And your perspective on it changes, your view on it changes. So I'm interested to hear what you kind of took from it and what some of the key points were. And then also, you know, share how some of the things changed for me in reading it. So basically what this book is, is it's not a diagnostic tool. It's, and I love how Joe talks about in a very clear way that he's not a clinician This isn't about diagnosing people. This is to help. This is like a a survivor's guide and a tool and a resource for people to understand and observe. And one of my favorite things, and this is kind of towards the end of the book, was he talks about 
not just watching like people talk oh I love to you know people watch at the airport or at the shopping mall or wherever I am it's not about watching people it's actually about observing Mm -hmm. and observing their behaviors and really paying attention to those patterns and what you're seeing and that was just it it hit me different this time Mm -hmm. so what Joe outlines is four different personality types the narcissistic personality the paranoid personality the unstable personality and the predator and then he even goes into combination yes and that that was a huge takeaway for me Okay, tell me more about that. Um, because when I first started reading the book, it was I was having a, a little bit of a difficult time trying to think about people that I've dealt with throughout my life and categorizing them. And as I as I continued through the book, I'm like, yes, but this person, you know, like I'm there's there are traits from each of these categories that I would say this person has. And so when he started talking about combination personalities, that's when it really clicked for me. I'm like, yes, that, I mean, there are, that's the thing. Like if a person is a narcissist, then they're likely going to have characteristics from some of the other personality traits as well. Um, particularly predator, emotionally unstable. So that was a huge, that was a huge takeaway for me. Yeah. And so part of the reason why I wanted to bring Nancy on today is because we both have been victims and survivors of dangerous personalities. And so I think it's always helpful to, you know, obviously I share my story very publicly, but there's also been other dangerous personalities in my life. And fortunately, it's what brought us together. And, you know, we have this opportunity to kind of talk about it in a way that might be able to help other people. And that's really the goal at the end of the day. So when we talk about dangerous personalities, the word danger, I think that people relate that to physical danger, like putting yourself in physical danger and and harm's way. And what I love about what Joe outlines as a former FBI special agent is that danger isn't just physical. It's also emotional. It's financial it's mental. And so these dangerous personalities, it's not just about the physical harm that can be done. It's really to watch out to be able to, to make sure that you're not being taken advantage of in any of those ways or abused in any of those ways. So the combination, and you know, I know when we think about just like who we know and who we've come across that have been dangerous personalities, that combination, I think that was something that really stuck out to me. And when he was talking about the combination ones, I noticed that the narcissism being added in to predator and the unstable personality was something that really stood out to me as well. And that, you know, again, narcissism is something that's just really thrown around a lot. But was there anything that was like a big aha for you in that category specifically? Well, first of all, to your point about this book, about it being not just not just focused on physical harm, but emotional, mental, and psychological harm, that was that was huge for me because as I was reading this book, there's a lot of examples of predators. I mean, he's you know a former FBI behavioral analyst, and so looking at serial murderers and serial rapists and pedophiles and those sorts of things. I mean, those are the ultimate narcissists and the ultimate predators. But 
there's there was so much in this book that I was able to take away to deal with to help me deal with the people in my life that have caused me mental and psychological um, stress. And so that was a huge, huge takeaway for me. Mm. I appreciate that. And I'm sure other people will too. And so when you go through this book, I'm a sucker for checklists. So the checklist, yes. yes. At the end of each category, there is a checklist and you take it as you have someone in mind that maybe you're wondering, you know, could this person be, again, it's not a diagnostic tool, but it does help you put into better perspective how this person might be impacting you. And so you go through this checklist and then it kind of categorizes because everybody can have some narcissistic tendencies. Like that's where confidence comes from. But we're talking like narcissistic personality disorder, like the extreme. And these checklists are really helpful, sometimes a little bit mind blowing to go, oh my gosh, mm -hmm. I didn't realize the impact that this person was having on me. And again, it kind of goes back to that saying of you can't see the forest through the trees. It's almost like when you're in it, you can't see the whole picture until you step out of it and you go, whoa, this was the laundry list of the behaviors that were negatively impacting me on a regular basis. Yeah. And also the descriptive words in each of for each of the personality types, there was a list of words that have been used to describe those people. And that was a huge aha moment for me as well, reading those lists of descriptive words because it was like, yes, yes, yes. And, and that was just huge for me. Is there any, just to give, you know, perspective, is there any words that you can think of off the top of your head that really stood out to you from that page? Scary. Okay. Um, retaliatory. Mm. Um, monster was one of them that I re recall going, yes. Oh my gosh, I just got goosebumps. That's big. Um, and that's why I say this book is so helpful. Like you're not looking at the book right now, looking at that page, but those are the types of things that gave you an emotional or like a visceral reaction to what you were feeling and thinking as you were reading this book and thinking about someone that had been negatively impacting your life. Well, and what was profound for me was and you mentioned this in your intro, is he he's not a clinician. He's not a psychologist. He's an, a former FBI behavioral analyst. And there are a lot of great books out there about personality types, uh, borderline personality, narcissistic personality disorder. Um, and I feel like a lot of times when I'm reading those books, while I, I do get, I do gain value from them, um, I sometimes have to filter through the clinical terminology to get to like the essence of the message. And this was just so like, it was so relatable and so understandable. And, and that's what that was that provided a lot of value for me. Yes, because he says that this is intended to be a layperson's guide mm -hmm. to understanding. And he says, it's not if you come across a dangerous personality, it's when that everybody's going to come across one of these people. And it, again, we talk about this all the time. It, it's not necessarily an intimate partner. It might be a friend or a coworker or a family member. It could be any one of these people. And it's a scale, right? It's a varying scale of to what degree the person is going to be dangerous and put you at physical, financial, 
um, emotional, psychological, mental risk of your, you know, in, in some capacity of your life. One of the other things, so what was surprising to me when I went back and, and read it, um, again, narcissism gets thrown around a lot. And so I had someone that's no longer in my life that I had been kind of categorizing just in the narcissist category until I went back and I reread this book. And I was like, oh, this person based on this and the behaviors that I've seen and been um, impacted by, I would say that this person was actually more unstable and narcissistic. And so that was kind of an aha for me. So it'll be interesting later on if you go back and read this at some point, you know, as relationships and um, perspectives shift and change, if you have a different viewpoint, or was there someone that you had in mind going in and you were like, oh, they're going to be this. And then your kind of perspective shifted? Actually, yes. Um, and we could be talking about the same person. Um, but Definitely one of the people that I was very mindful of as I was reading this um, and someone who had a, a significant negative impact on my life. Um, I, I probably in the past would have said that that person is a narcissist. And as I read this book, I I was able to relate that person both to, nar to the narcissistic personality disorder as well as to the emotionally unstable so that was very interesting to me. Mm -hmm. And I, I almost feel like our society, um, you, you said labeling a person as a narcissist has just become, like it just gets thrown around. I almost feel like our society has almost glamorized the narcissist. I mean, we have, you know, TV shows, movies that glamorize just this idea of a person being self-indulged and only caring about themselves at the expense of others and... And I, I just feel like that it sometimes is, like I said, glamorized and and it's not it's not glamorous. It's not glamorous at all. It negatively yeah. impacts people's lives. I absolutely see what you're saying with that. And more so, maybe not even more so, but just as much with predator. So the predator especially doesn't care about the consequences and what they're doing or the impact that they're having on anybody else. And you think about there is the Dahmer movie, Predator. The, um, Joan of Arrow in this book talks about Gacy. He talks about Ted Bundy. And one of the, you know, that was actually, so obviously I talk about Chad in my book, You're My Favorite, My Ex. And again, I would have probably categorized him as narcissist, but reading this book, and I think I did feel this way when I read it the first time or early on after I had gone through my traumatic experience with him, that I did definitely view him as narcissist and predator because narcissists generally can actually be successful. The predators pretend that they're successful. So to me, that was another one that was a combination. And, you know, multiple people had said to me, well, I thought he was so charming, like Chad in, in real life or, you know, for whatever reason, I'm like, yeah, you know who else was charming? Ted Bundy. Yeah, Ted Bundy. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and we're kind of laughing and smiling about it, but it's not funny. I mean, they really are. And, you know, I think that one of my big takeaways rereading this is, and I remember Oprah said once, you know, I, I remember watching an interview and she was saying something about, I'm nice. And Stedman was like, no, Oprah, you're not nice, you're kind. And in the end of this book, Joe talks about that even predators can be nice. Ted Bundy would carry people's groceries for them. 
in an act to appear like he was being nice. But it wasn't actually being nice. He was doing something to try to take advantage of his victims. Mm -hmm. And so there's a big difference between nice and being good. And that is something that just really resonated with me, you know, that just being good rather than worrying about being nice, because I know people that definitely will do things and it's kind of quid pro quo. They only do things because they want the other person or they keep track of everything that they do for other people. And then they expect something always in return. Well, and and I, I think a, a lot of people with dangerous personalities have, like, they've learned, they've learned how to present themselves as empathetic and caring and kind. They have learned how to charm other people in order to, in order to gain whatever it is they're trying to manipulate from that person. Ooh, you just brought up another big word manipulation. That's really, you know, the whole nice thing and what all of it is at the end of the day with all of these personalities, it's a lot of manipulation and it's really just to benefit themselves and control. Yeah. They want to, they definitely want to control others. Yes. Control, manipulation, um, benefiting themselves. There's so many gems of information and helpful tips. And then you know, after you take the quizzes at the end of each chapter, again, at the end of the book, there's like four questions. He's like, obviously, you're not going to have this book with you handy at all times. But there's like four questions like, does this person make me feel unsafe? You know, how does this person impact my life, you know, my emotions and, and whatever, you know, and he also does talk about, especially with the paranoid and the, the predator, like physical safety. And again, if you feel physically, you know, unsafe, obviously seek help. Um, you know, immediately, but it's not, again, if you're going to come across these people, it's when. And so this is kind of a guide to help you see the behaviors, understand them so that you know what you're looking for. You know, imagine if some of Ted Bundy's victims had had access to something like this, they might have been able to, you know, prevent themselves, even just, you know, being aware of your surroundings, you know, not to be paranoid yourself, but he does talk about that, like, you know, not being oblivious and walking around with your head in your phone, I guess, and just walking around aimlessly not paying attention because predators like to take advantage of people that are kind of not focused. So like walking with purpose, paying attention, those things all matter. As I was reading that part of the book, I, I started asking myself, so how do I, especially as a woman, and I'm, I don't, I don't want to play the woman card, but especially as a woman, I feel like we have to be hypervigilant about ensuring our, you know, we're safe when we're out and about. Um, but how do we, how do we make the, how do we be observant and, and ensure that we're protecting ourselves, but at the same time, trying to, trying to not see, we don't want to, we don't want to be out in the world trying to see the bad in people. We, 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 I, I want to see the good in people. I want to believe that, that people are intrinsically good, but I, I, I do want to be more aware. Um, what did you take on that? Yeah, I think that you and I are very much the same. We see the good in people and we want to continue to see the good in people. And I think that's why we have been impacted by some dangerous personalities in our lives. 
And I think it is a fine line. It's a fine line of, you know, seeing the good, but also being objective. And I think that's kind of what he's talking about. It's not about being paranoid. It's about being objective and doing due diligence. I, I appreciate that you said, you know, being female, because in the book, he does not discriminate against women or or male. In fact, in the checklist, it says these are applicable to all genders. Mm-hmm. And so it's also just, you know, like you said, being hypervigilant and wanting to see, but also still wanting to see the good in people. And that's one of the things that he talks about in the book is warning signs. Our bodies sometimes know, like if the hair on the back of your neck stands up, that's not a good sign when you're engaging with someone. If you feel fear being in the same room as someone, that is an indicator. Even, and I know it's not talked about specifically in this book, but in the book Attached um, by Amir Levine, they talk about that feeling of butterflies when you, you know, meet somebody that might be a love interest. That's not good. We think the butterflies are good, but those are those are our body trying to tell us this is dangerous. This is this is we're warned our your body is warning you that yes. Those are the red flags. Yes, those are the red flags. And so that's what he talks about. Not to, you know, make people paranoid, but to make people have good, helpful information. So I know I found this book helpful and it sounds like you did too. Well, and yes, yes, absolutely 100% yes. Um another another comment and it was such a simple one another comment that he made in the book is think about how that this person makes you feel trust trust your your basically your gut on like how does this person make you feel and when i when i reflect back on some of the more profound relationships i've had in my life that you know real real i realize now were definitely um I was definitely dealing with dangerous personalities. Had I listened to myself, I would have, I would have walked away from those relationships far sooner than I had, had I, had I listened to myself and how that person made me feel. Yes. And sometimes there's a stigma around that, around ending friendships or walking away from family members, you know, but I think these conversations like we're having about this book and like we have here on drinking with gin all the time it's the goal is to remove that stigma to remove that shame and to make good decisions for ourselves it doesn't make you the bad guy because you're no longer tolerant of dangerous behaviors that are negatively impacting your life right and i think that's you know, at the end of the day, that's what this book is all about is to help people. And that's what we wanted to come on here today and do is, you know, talk about this from how it helped us and knowing that it would be able to help other people. So I will link the book in the show notes. Um, and Nancy, I just can't thank you enough for being here today. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yes. Yes. Uh, you're such a gem. And so until next you. time, <laughs> thank you until next time, shine bright and let's get growing. Oh, you gems. Thank you for listening and tuning in to Drinking with Gin. I have enjoyed connecting with you. And if you loved this episode, I need you to please go subscribe, rate, and leave a review for Drinking with Gin. And then to stay connected with me, head over to my Instagram. My handle is Ginny Prem. I can't wait to chat again with you gems next week.